Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. For the first time in more than two years, overall inflation didn't rise at all in July thanks to lower gasoline prices. That's according to the latest numbers from the Consumer Price Index released on Wednesday. The new report is a welcome development for the White House. But are energy costs actually getting lower, or was that July data just a blip? And with Democrats arguing their party-line spending package will reduce inflation, should we expect gas prices and inflation to ease more as the midterms approach? Today, to answer those questions and more, we check in with one of our economic reporters, Victoria Guida. It's Thursday, August 11th. So, Victoria, on Wednesday, the Biden administration got some good news on inflation, which is coming down largely thanks to gasoline prices. So can you tell us about that and what should our takeaway be? Yeah. So the best news out of Wednesday's data for the Biden administration is the fact that inflation didn't actually increase at all in July. That's a month-over-month number. So from June to July, inflation was 0%. You'll still see that prices are up 8.5% from last year, but that kind of reflects what we already knew, right? Over the last year, prices have gone up a lot. And so that top-line number coming down to 8.5 from 9.1 is definitely an improvement. And the hope is that 9.1 was the peak and that from here on out, we will see inflation steadily decrease. And just kind of as a a side note, inflation decreasing does not mean prices are necessarily decreasing across the board. It just means they're rising less rapidly. But as you noted, gas prices have actually come down a lot. And that was one of the biggest factors in why we saw inflation at 0%. We did see, you know, slower inflation in a lot of other categories, which is good. But food and rent, which are obviously very, very important to people, did still come in with pretty high inflation in those specific categories. So a little bit of work to do there. Right. And remind us just how big a role have high energy prices, high gasoline prices played in overall inflation over the last year and a half. Yeah. So oil prices have played a huge role in inflation this year. So inflation started increasing in sort of the the first half of last year. And at that time, it was more about the semiconductor shortage, right? So we saw things like the price of cars surging. And then as the economy kept recovering, people had some stimulus. All of these other positive factors led to a ton of spending where then you started to see inflation across the board. And then with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, you sort of threw in this new wrench into the mix because even as supply chain issues had sort of started to work themselves out, then all of a sudden you had oil prices surging, which makes transportation more expensive, which makes producing things more expensive. And that is one of the reasons why we've seen those really, really high numbers. That's why it got to 9.1%, just because oil prices had really surged. Interesting. And do experts you've talked to expect lower gasoline prices and the effect it's having on lowering inflation to be sustainable? We know energy prices tend to be volatile. So how comfortable should Biden feel right now? 
Well, I don't imagine he's too comfortable yet, especially because prices still have gone up a lot. And so I know that there's still a lot of lingering frustration out there, even if we do still see those numbers start to come down. But in general, I think that the hope again is that we've sort of seen the peak, but oil prices as you said, are are pretty volatile. So we could start to see them come back up. A big question mark there is whether the U.S. successfully negotiates a price cap on Russian oil with other countries, because that doesn't happen when Europeans starts to really put in tougher sanctions on Russian oil, which they've sort of been taking their time doing because they're so reliant on it. You could see oil spike again. And oil prices, of course, only take a a couple of weeks or so to start feeding into gas prices. So like I said, hopefully we've seen sort of the top energy markets are forward looking. So this is sort of investors best guess as to where they think prices should be based on factors they expect going forward. Hopefully we're through the worst of it, but it's really hard to say. Gotcha. And so this good news on inflation comes as Democrats are arguing their party line climate and healthcare spending reconciliation bill that the Senate passed and the House is taking up Friday will reduce inflation. So how quickly is the economy likely to see results from that ahead of the midterm elections, which are coming up, And at least in our portfolios? I know some of these measures, like the clean energy tax credits, aren't expected to have an impact on prices right away. Yeah. So the short answer is it probably won't have much of an effect before the election. For one, the law isn't even actually passed yet. It's only passed the Senate. It hasn't passed the House. And we're already in August and the election is just a matter of months away. We probably won't see much of anything in the way of of economic impact immediately. The bigger question is whether it will have any impact on inflation over the long term over a series of years. And some estimates suggest you could see some downward pressure on inflation just because of lower drug prices experienced by consumers or just the fact that it overall decreases the deficit. I mean, lowering government spending overall is one way that you can theoretically fight inflation. Tax increases are also theoretically a way that you can fight inflation by sort of taking money out of the economy. But, you know, a lot of the expert analyses seem to think that If there is any effect on inflation, it'll be pretty mild, even over the long term. Also, a spokesperson for the European Commission is warning that the revised electric vehicle tax credits that are a part of Democrats' reconciliation package appear to violate World Trade Organization rules and could undermine joint U.S. and EU efforts to address climate change. That spokesperson, Miriam Garcia Ferrer, argued in an email statement to Politico that the credits were, quote, discriminatory to the detriment of EU products exported to the U.S. The critique from the European Commission comes as the House on Friday is set to take up the Inflation Reduction Act just approved by the Senate. The package contains controversial provisions that would require electric vehicles to be assembled in the United States to qualify for a $7,500 tax credit, while also compelling EV manufacturers to source their supplies from the United States or from U.S. allies. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow.
Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.